The following audio is from The Grove Church. For more information about the church or to listen to previous sermons, visit our website at grove.church. Come on, how many want to admit that your mouth has got you in trouble a time or two? My hand is up. Absolutely. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the pastors on staff here. And this is a great day at the Grove Church. Can I hear an amen? Absolutely. Today we open the brand new kids space. Uh, and it's incredible. I want to encourage you today that at 1.30 p.m. after our services, we're going to be cutting the ribbon, dedicating that space to Jesus. But if you're not able to be there for that, I would encourage you, man, go tour that wing at the end of the service. Check it out. You will be blown away at how incredible it looks uh, and how it all came together and this incredible job that people have done. I want to say thank you to anyone here who has given to make this thing happen. Your generosity has made that wing possible, as well as, man, an army of volunteers getting that thing ready for us, and it's been awesome, so thank you so much. I'm fired up today, fired up about that wing, fired up about seeing kids love Jesus. That's what it's all about. It's not just decor. It's not just chairs in a room. It's not just nice posters. It's about children learning and seeing and coming to faith and knowing Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about today. It's about children seeing Jesus. I love children. The louder, the better. Children are not annoying. They're not a nuisance. They're not a bother. Children are not an accident. They're not a problem. They're not people that should be shooed away. In fact, in the reading plan this week, Jesus even said it. Mark 10, 14, he said, let the children come to me. Don't stop them, for the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. I'm here to tell you today that children matter here at the Grove Church. They matter. They're the next generation. They're going to be on this stage. They're going to be leading every business. And so we're going to do everything we possibly can to love them, to show them Jesus so that they love them when they're teenagers and that they love him when they're adults. Do you hear what I'm saying today? It's about kids, guys. This is a great day in our church because children get to see Jesus in a brand new space. They get to learn about Jesus. They get to be around incredible teachers so that someday they will lead this church and they will lead every area in this community because they love Jesus. But the children come to me. Don't stop them. Don't get in their way. Don't stop them from coming to see Jesus. Don't stop them from learning about Jesus. Don't stop them from having a passion for Jesus. For my kingdom belongs to these ones right here. It's exciting to open up that wing. And I'm fired up about it, as you can tell. (laughs) We're wrapping up this series today, My Big Fat Mouth. This is part four, the last one of My Big Fat Mouth. We opened the year with this series in part because I think this is a great place to start in the new year. A place to start with our tongues and to ask ourselves, man, how can I do better with what I say, how I say it, and how I come across? In part one, I want to give a little recap here. If, if you ever miss a Sunday, we have a podcast, a vodcast. You can always listen or watch the sermon online. Here's the recap. In part one, we talked about the importance of our words. We said our words can edify, identify, and multiply. We choose each day how we want to speak to others. In part two, Pastor Nick talked about criticizing and complaining. 
We take our eyes off the goodness of God when we criticize and complain to others or about others. And how many of you know when one's complaining, it's so much easier to join that bandwagon of complaining? Part three, Pastor Nick, this past Sunday, talked about becoming and being a truth teller. We all lie, and that is Satan's biggest weapon against us. Here's the progression. To lie to others, to then lie to ourselves, and to ultimately live a lie. Yet we believe Jesus can bring freedom to this kind of thinking and talking, to become truth tellers, to be honest and open, and be willing to look at every area of our life and go, well, is there a little lie here? Is there a little lie there? Where am I not telling the truth? And now today we get to focus on how. How are we going to change our speech? How are we going to build our vocabulary? How, how are we going to pull this off? We're going we're to leave here in an hour, and we have a whole week ahead of us. How are we going to use our words and use our mouths to benefit others? How are we going to pull it off is what we're going to be focusing on today, the practical side. If you have a Bible, you can turn to Joshua chapter 1. There's also Bibles in the seats, or you can use the YouVersion app. We'll get to Joshua in a minute. This past weekend, I went to a basketball game of my nephew Dylan's. He had a great game right over here at Marysville Middle School. And uh, him and his buddies played awesome. And as we were sitting there watching him play, I saw another church family come in. And I talked with them for a few minutes. And their son, Joey, was on uh, the other team. So Dylan was going against Joey. And uh, for the record, Dylan won. So, all right, just so you know. I know some of you are thinking that. But, uh, yeah, they had a great game, Parks and Rec Ball. I played Parks and Rec Ball my whole life because I was never good enough for anything else. And so, um, uh, but they played a great game and had, had a blast. And I saw Joey this past Sunday in the, the coffee stand area, and uh, he's a little bit more of a quieter kid. And I said, I said, Joey, man, you played a great basketball game, man. You did awesome. Way to compete out there. And uh, Joey just is like, you know, he didn't really say anything to me or anything. He actually used no words, to be honest with you. And so I'm like, well, hopefully you heard what I said. Um, later that day, that week, this, this week here, I got an email from his mom. She said, uh, yeah, my, my mom called. And, and Joey told her, Pastor liked my basketball skills. So, yes, winning, hashtag winning. I love that. Um, this week, also, kind of a cool story for me and my family. Uh, I welcomed a new niece, my brothers. So, I won't, I, won't, um, I won't steal his thunder. He'll be talking about her in a minute. But I was there on Tuesday. Uh, heading to the women's pavilion to, to meet baby Sayla. She's so cute. Lydia always says, she's so cute. You know, so she's so cute. And uh, as I was heading in, right in the parking lot, this uh, guy goes, hey, Grove Church guy. <laughs> you know? So then I was like, hey, man. <laughs> okay, here, you stand up. You stand up. Is it Ian? Yes, Ian, right here, okay. Uh, I did not know. Yeah, right, so Ian's here. I did not know his name, so as you can tell, and uh, I'm like, yay, you, how you doing? And, and so we got to talking, and uh, he was telling me about some stuff going on with him and his family, and I'm just, we're outside in the parking lot here, it was cold, wet, obviously, and I'm like, dude, man, let me, let me just pray for you, pray for the situation, and so right there, me and Ian, all right, uh, just took some time and, and, and prayed for him and his family right, right there, and so... Went in, uh, visited the baby, you know, said hi to my family, and uh, came back out, and the security guy stopped me at the door. He's like, sir? And I'm like, I didn't, I didn't do it, man. Like, 
I, I didn't do it, you know? And he's like, are, are you a pastor? Okay. Now, I got a little sad by that, to be honest with you. At that comment, at that question, I thought, man, are, are we really at a point that only pastors pray in public? I mean, is that, is that where we're at today? Like, really? You guys think it's only my job? You're crazy. Okay. And so I was like, well, I said, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I am. And I, I didn't know where he was going with this. You know, I'm not even going to grab me by the, <laughs> you know, whatever. And so I'm like, I'm like reluctantly saying, well, yes, I am. <laughs> you know? And he goes, yeah, well, I, I just saw you praying for a dude right there. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, where do you go to church? And then right there in the lobby, I'm inviting Brian. I don't know if Brian's here today. I'm like, Brian, man, thanks for keeping this place safe. And, dude, if you ever want to come to our church Sunday, got services, love, love to have you, man. See, I don't tell you these stories because I'm this amazing person, you guys. Honestly, they, they made me open this series because I have the biggest, fattest mouth of them all, okay? <laughs> my, my mouth has gotten me into trouble far more than I'm proud of. But, but I know that you're thinking this. Some, some people think, well, because you're a pastor. Or people, people know you. You're on stage. You're really loud. Or, or, or you're, really, you're really nice. You have a nice smile. You got braces as a kid, right? I, I don't know what you're thinking. But, but a lot of times we, we, we disqualify ourselves from, from being used by God. I want to tell you about my, my friends Paul and Pat Flowers. Been a part of our church for a very, very long time. Paul, he's got this huge beard. He's awesome. When I was a kid, he was my Royal Ranger commander. And I want you to know, like today, Paul's a teddy bear, but back then he was a grizzly, okay? All right? Uh, but man, he whipped me into shape a lot of times. Well, let, let me tell you about just what they do for me and my family. And I'm not asking for this. I'm just telling you what they do. All they do is just write handwritten notes to me and my family and put them in the mail. And it's like a holiday every time you get mail that's not junk, isn't it? You're like, ooh, what's this? Just saying, hey, happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday to your, to your, to your brand new daughter. Here, here's something. Hey, you guys are awesome. We love you. God bless you. We put them on our fridge. You think, oh, man, that's nothing. No, it's everything. It's just simple words on a page. No, it's not. It's encouragement and someone building someone up. See, as we, as we look to build our vocabulary of using life words, of using encouraging words, of using words that build others up, let me encourage you with this, that people are looking to you. They're looking to you. Your spouse is looking to you. Him or her is looking for you to build him or her up, looking for you to say something thoughtful and kind. To them. You see, people are looking to you. They're, they're looking to you to bring hope in their hopelessness. They're looking to you to bring light in their darkness. They're looking to you to be the answer to their pain. Your children are looking to you. They're looking to you to believe in them, to love them, to tell them they can do it, to tell them they have what it takes. Your workplace is looking to you. Everyone say, me. me. They're looking to you. You know that guy at your work that you just really honestly can't stand? No one's like, <laughs> like yeah, you know. You just can't stand? We all have individuals in our lives that we meet like that. Can I tell you that that person is looking to you today? They're looking to you 
to offer something different than what they're experiencing every single day. They're, they're looking to you to build them up. They're, they're looking to you to affirm them. They're, they're looking to you to say something that will inspire them, that will help them, that will build them up. Because here's the reality of our world today. Negativity has risen because of social media. And you know what's the opposite of that? The easy thing is this. Someone's complaining at your job. You're like, yeah, man, I hate that person too. It's so easy to jump on that bandwagon. Someone's bad-mouthing a coworker. You're like, oh, you should have seen what she did last week. That's easy. That's every day. But, but what about the people in our lives, the people in our jobs, the people in our social groups, the people at our schools that are looking to you to encourage them? looking to you to say something kind and thoughtful, looking for you to give them hope. They're looking for you every day. They're looking for someone to say something that will inspire and encourage them, that will build them up. Let's look to Joshua here. Let me set the stage for uh, Joshua here, chapter one. What's going on here in the story? He had Moses... For all intended purposes, Moses was a stud. Okay, Moses was a beast. All right, he was the guy that was like, all right, Lord, Red Sea, boom. Ah, that was Moses, right? And Joshua was always there for that. He was always around for all the miracles. God had done some things in his life too, but Moses was the commander. Moses was the leader. Moses was the one that people all came to for all of their, their issues and their problems. Moses is the, the big guy in charge. Moses dies. Now Joshua is about to take the reins here. He, he's a young leader. He's about to take leadership and ownership of the people of Israel. He, he's, he's about to lead them into the land that God had promised them, the, the promised land, the people of Israel. He's about to lead them to that land. All, all the weight on his shoulders, all the people now coming to him for answers, so watch what the Lord does with Joshua. He's feeling a little uneasy. He's feeling a little, a little scared. This is in verse 5 here. This is the Lord talking here. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, Joshua. For you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning to either the right or the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. This is kind of how I read this text when, when I read this story. He says, um, the Lord says to, to Joshua, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to lead the way. I will be with you. It's time, time for you to lead. Time, time for you to lead the people. Time for you to take command. 
Joshua's like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not Moses. You know, I don't know. Lord's like, Joshua, be strong and courageous. You got this. You, you can handle this. You are the man. I believe in you. You got to be strong and courageous. Joshua, can I, can I do this? I'm, I'm a little scared. I'm not wise like Moses. I don't have all the answers. Okay. <laughs> okay, Joshua, you're not listening. Be strong and very courageous. You can do this. You, you have what it takes. You are incredible, Joshua. I'm going to be with you. Come on, bud, be strong. Be, be courageous. Eh, oh, man. Very strong and courageous. Come on. Okay, I don't want to fail Moses. I don't want to fail you, Lord, obviously. Joshua. Come here. Come here, Joshua. Be strong. Be courageous. Don't, don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. I got you. I'm with you. You can do this. See, if, if Joshua needed to be affirmed, if Joshua needed some encouragement, if Joshua needed some, some attaboys and some excitement and some, you got this, how much more do, do you and I need it today? Let me turn to uh, 1 Thessalonians with you here as we look to this passage of Scripture. This is 1 Thessalonians 1, verse 2. I want to read this passage of Scripture. What a, what's so cool about Paul's letters is we're talking about building our vocabulary, building others up, how we're going to do this. Paul's letters, other than Galatians, because he was really annoyed at that church, other than, the Galatians, other than the Galatians, every letter that he writes opens up with encouragement, with life words, with words that inspire. Just listen to these words here, what, what he says about the people at the church of Thessalonica. He says, uh, we always thank, thank God for all of you and pray for you constantly. As we pray to our God and Father about you, we, we think of your faithful work, your loving deeds, and the enduring hope you have because of our Lord Jesus Christ. We know, dear brothers and sisters, that God loves you and has chosen you to be his own people. For when we brought you the good news, it was not only with words, but, but also with power. For the Holy Spirit gave you full assurance that what we said was true. More, more life words here coming. And you know our concern for you from the way we lived when we were with you. So you received the message with joy from the Holy Spirit in spite of severe suffering it brought you. In this way, you imitated both us and the Lord. As a result, you have been an example to all the believers in Greece, throughout both Macedonia and Achaia. And the word of the Lord is ringing out from you to people everywhere, even beyond these towns. For wherever we go... We find people telling us about your faith in God. We don't need to tell them about it. For they keep talking about the wonderful welcome you gave us and how you turned away from idols to serve the living and the true God. 
I'll stop there because of time. Did you hear the words he said? We always thank God for you. We think of your faithful work, your loving deeds, your, your enduring hope. God has chosen you and God loves you and you've been an example to many. In fact, what's happening, Church of Thessalonica, is I'm going to other towns in Greece and I'm visiting other places and I'm hearing about you. You're ringing out from all these towns. Your words and your witness is ringing out in all these places and people are telling us about you and all that you are and all that you do and all that you say. He's encouraging the people that that their words and their actions are being talked about from all over town. This is a deep prayer in my heart today. Man, I'm, I'm living in Stanwood. But, but I'm hearing about people who attend the Grove that are kind and thoughtful and know how to lift others up. Man, I'm, I'm living in, in Mocatillo. I'm living in Linwood. I'm living on Tulalip. I'm living in Granite. I'm living in Marysville. I'm living in Arlington. And no matter where I go and no matter what people I interact with, I'm hearing of Grovers. I'm hearing of people who are a part of this family and their words are ringing out with encouragement and their words are ringing out with inspiration and their words are ringing out with life. That's what I want to hear. That's what I want to be known for. That our, our words would be so uplifting and thoughtful. Paul says in a, in a different letter, Ephesians 4.29, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. See, I love that. That it would benefit people, that our words would build others up, and it would benefit So how are we going to do it? We see it in scripture. You hear it from me today, but how are you going to do it? How are we going to do this? How are we going to pull this off? In 24 hours, 90% of what I say, you won't even remember, to be honest with you. The research has been studied. That's why we encourage you to take the notes. I got four things for you, though, about how to do this. How How to affirm and build others up. How can we build our vocabulary of positive and helpful words? I would encourage you to write all these down. Number one, we need to put into practice thinking and meditating on God's word. Very different than just reading God's word. Huge fan of reading God's word. We talk about it every Sunday that God's word is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. Pierces the hearts of every individual. We need to begin to take in the word of God on a daily basis. We have a Bible reading plan called Blended that we're doing right now as a church. I mentioned at the beginning of this message, we need to take in the word of God. Joshua hears from the Lord, hey, I'm going to be with you, bud. You got this. But you got to meditate on that word as well. You got to apply it to your life. See, in, in, in college, my professors made us, forced us to memorize scripture. And you're like sitting here going, well, this is not school. Well, we're always learning, aren't we? And for, for me, the way I learn Man, flashcards for his dad's day long. Psalms 141.3. Flip it over. Write that verse. Psalms 141.3. Take control of my lips, O Lord. Psalms 141.3. That's how I memorize scripture. Psalms 141.3. Take control of my lips, O Lord. That's how, that's how I meditated on the word. 
We, we begin to think about it. As, as a young student, I would sometimes when I'd be driving in my car, I would, at the stoplights, because you're not allowed to read when you drive, at the stoplights, I'd have a little card right there on the front of my dash. Scripture right there, reading it every day. Oh, man, I've got to get that in my head. got to get that in my heart. Re- reading the scriptures is so important, but thinking, memorizing, and meditating on it. We want to build our vocabulary. We want to change how we talk. We need to get the right words into our soul. We need to get the right words and begin to put them to memory. Number two, we need to choose life words towards others. It is a decision to choose life words towards others. I love you. Wow, you did amazing on that project. I appreciate our friendship and the way you helped me. You are so loved. Are you losing weight? You're looking good. Words. Life words. You know, the person like, a little, you know. Life words. Building others up. Life words. I'm so proud of you. What, what you did there made the difference. Wow. You're, you're an incredible guitarist. Man, you're, you're so gifted in art. I can't believe you can do that freehand. That is remarkable. Wow, you have such gifts. You, you make amazing food. Thank you. I appreciate everything that you do for me. I'm so thankful you're in my life. You can do this. You'll pass that exam. You're, you're going to make it. You're going to make the team. But if you don't make that team, you're always going to be on my team. I'm always going to be there with you. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. They, they, they are. They, they sink into the souls of people, you guys. I, I have people in my life that still remember words of positivity that I've said to them. I'm sure I have people in my life that have remembered the negative ones too. But it's sweet to the soul. It's so healthy to hear encouragement, appreciation, and affirmation. Let, let me speak to all the young people in the room. I'm young, hip, trendy. Let me speak to all the young people in the room. We're all glued to our phones, including me. See, we live in a day now where we don't communicate with our mouth, we communicate with our thumbs. Still no excuse. We can use our device to encourage and inspire and uplift others, can't we? We even got creative, and now we can do little emojis in the rosy cheek, smiley face guy. And we can encourage, and we can bless, and we can build others up, even with texting. Let's move it to social media. We can look at our influence on social media and go, man, how can I praise people on here? How can I tag a friend and thank them for how they did? How can I bless my peer who did awesome on an exam? I didn't do awesome on the exam, but they did. And instead of being jealous and envying, going like, I hate how smart she is, why not throw a party for her? Why not celebrate her? Why not say, wow, you are so brilliant at that. Can you help me? See, we need to encourage with whatever outlet we use to communicate. 
publicly praising people. Number three, I'm going to challenge you to take on the seven-day challenge. Challenge you for the next seven days to affirm one person every single day that maybe you don't want to affirm. Maybe it's the person at your job, the person you are married to, the child that is, you know, right now. And so you're like, no, you are a good kid. <laughs> okay? It's that age-old thing. It's, it's not what you say. It's how you say it. Yeah, you know, you look nice. Fine, I did it. You made me do it. You said I had to take on the challenge. It, it does matter how you say it. And people, people know when you're not being genuine. I want to challenge you to encourage someone, uplift someone, affirm someone. Maybe you don't get that along with at your job or in your home or in your neighborhood, on a sports team or in school, at a practice. And when you do it, I want you to tell someone else about it for accountability. To tell a friend about it. Man, dude, I, I just infer, I affirm that person. Man, I told them they're awesome. And they're, dude, you got to meet that person. That, that guy's cool. Take it on. Begin to build a habit of changing how you talk. Begin to build a habit of building others up. Begin to build a habit where your words speak life and encouragement. Proverbs tells us wise words satisfy like a good meal. The right words bring satisfaction and the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. The last one may seem a little funny to you, but this is probably my favorite one. I listen to a podcast once a month. Encourage you if you like podcasts. Craig Rochelle's Leadership Podcast is a great one. At the end of one of his podcasts this week, I didn't even know he was going to do this. I was just listening to it. He talked about I declare statements. See, if we want to be people who build others up, it starts with building ourselves up. If we want to be people that have a mouth that encourage and inspire and encourage one another, we actually need to encourage ourselves first. Because sometimes we have a very low view of ourselves. And we think very negative thoughts about who we are. Craig shared with me, and it just inspired me this week to start writing my own. He shared with me what he does every morning when he wakes up. He has a list of these sentences that he reads to himself, these statements that inspire him to live. I started this week writing some of mine. I'll, I'll share some of mine, but let me, let me read you his first. His are way better than mine. Let me, let me read you his statements that he wakes up every day, building himself up. He says, Jesus is first in my life. I exist to serve and glorify him. I love my wife, and I will lay down my life to serve her. I love people and believe the best about others. I am disciplined. Christ in me is stronger than the wrong desires in me. I develop leaders. That's not something I do. It's who I am. I wake up with purpose, direction, and meaning every day of my life. I love my job. It's not just a job. It is a calling. I will bring my best and then some. It is what I do after I bring my best that makes the difference. The world will be different and better because I serve Jesus today. I declare statements. I'll give you some of mine. Just started doing this this week. Never done this in my whole life. I'm putting this to practice Still working this out. If you want to do this, I would encourage you. These are mine. I'm a passionate follower of Jesus Christ. I exist so that others can see Jesus through me. I am a child of God 
That is who I am. I love my wife and choose to serve her daily. I will find my worth in what God says about me and not what others say about me. I have a loud voice and I'm full of passion. God created me for this reason and I will not be changing anytime soon. I will create a hunger and thirst for God in my home. My children will love Jesus and his church. The weather will not dictate my attitude or my passion for life. I will date my daughters. They will see, know, and understand true godly love by the way, by the way daddy models it. Last one. I will always be a Dodgers fan first and then the Mariners. And let me pray for you today. God, we thank you so much that we're called to build others up. We know today, God, it's not easy. We're going to wake up tomorrow on the work week, God, and someone's going to cut us off. We're going to be like, ah! We're going to wake up tomorrow at bright and early when our child's screaming. We're going to think, ah! But God, we thank you, Lord, that you're calling us to build others up. You're calling us to be known by our positivity you're calling us to be known by what we say. And we know it will bring life. We know it will bring hope and hopelessness. We know, God, that we have the answer. We have the answer to the pain. We have the answer to the problems. We have the answer to the discouragement. It's Jesus in us. So would we leave today, God, recognizing Jesus is in me. I represent him. So use my words, God to build others up in your good name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Grove Church Podcast. If you want to keep up to date with us, like us on Facebook or sign up for our e-newsletter at grove.church.